current events, personal values, political and social issues, technology, wars, and tensions. Join us for the next hour to discuss and learn how the things happening in our world today point to God's prophetic word as signs of the times. One of the major thoughts we've had for Ezekiel prophecies seems to be coming to pass, but does it pass the prophecy test? If you're a Christian, a new report says you're more like the Jews than you think. Mexico City might be running out of water, but at least California isn't running out of crime. That's just some of the articles we'll discuss as we look at the signs of the times, our weekly review of Bible Prophecies in the World's News for Friday, March 1st, 2024. If you, It's never been easier, really, to enjoy Signs of the Times anytime. You can hear us, see us, or share us. Read the articles we discuss, ask Pastor Mark a prophecy question, or subscribe to our podcast when you visit thewaymedia.net. And just click Signs of the Times, or you can do the same on the Way Media app. And now, here to tell us it bothers him that doctors call what they do practice is Pastor Mark, who recently sued the airport for misplacing his luggage, but he lost his case. (laughs) So anyway. Yeah. Okay. That's good. All right. So uh, before we get into articles, Pastor Mark, you want to talk about the coming technology that you have been seeing and its connection to the mark of the beast. Absolutely, because we know certain technology has to be in place for the mark to actually work. And I've always thought about the mark, Greg, as just something that you could be tracked by, followed by, etc. But I guess I never really thought about the extent to which Satan would have the ability to know humans inside and out. And really, that the technology would be at such a place that we could be so, not just trackable, but understood and with the technology they're saying today, even more than we understand ourselves, and you say, well, how could that be possible? Because the technology they have today can so monitor your heart rate, your body temperature, your eye movements, that even the subconscious, they say, of, of the way you're reacting subconsciously, even things you may not understand about yourself, they can you know, put all this together and come to an understanding of who you are better than you know you are. And, and then they give that information to um, uh, this tracking system, when it's connected in, then it tracks you and tells all this information about you. And, you know, we, right before the show started, we were talking about how Satan is an, a, a fake imitator. He's trying to imitate to be like, you know, God. He wants to be, the Antichrist is the instead of Christ, yes. what it means instead of. And, um, and that's, and God knows everything about us. He knows our heartbeat, our thoughts before we ever think them. He knows all this. Satan doesn't know that. But his desire is to be God, and his desire is to know that. And so to see him now, again, trying to put together technology that would give him at least, it wouldn't be like God who's just so so powerful, he just knows it. It would give him, though, a technological way to go in and not be like God, but to be lesser than God, but to find out some of that information. Um, and, of course, until mankind is, is, is done and the Lord comes back. But either way, amazing what's going on out there technologically. So there is a purpose for this. And again, it's, it's all to really point us to the technology that could be in place by the time the Antichrist 
invokes the mark of the beast. You know, it's interesting. A lot of people, this first thing I'm going to share here, and again, these, you can find these things out on tech articles and tech sites. And I've been doing some, uh, listen to a tech guy today. What was just amazing to hear some of this stuff that I'm going to share with you. But with that said, it's amazing to think that they have um, everything. Think about this now. This can be used. This is a little bit freaky for everybody. Now, if you're walking with God, it's not as scary. But even before you walked with God, you know, um, it, it, everything you ever do on your phone, phone calls, texting, internet, anything, computer or phone, is being recorded and saved. Every bit of it. There's nothing that you ever do on your phone that's not being recorded and saved. Uh, by the technology industry, uh, by the government, everything. So if there's anything going on that you think nobody knows about, well, you're wrong. They know. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to release everything. What it means is if they ever wanted to come after any one of us, there's any number of things they could release and expose if we're not living a life like we're supposed to live. So, again, that can be freaky in one way. Uh, you feel such an invasion of your privacy. But secondly, as a Christian, man, if that doesn't make you want to live holy, Nothing's going to make you want to live holy because you're like, you know, look, I, I, I need to, I'm accountable. God sees it. God sees it. But because man, we don't think that man sees it all. You know, we're not as worried. But, but there are gigantic storage, uh, 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 you know, machines, computers, units, dry, uh, you know, uh, hard drives, whatever in, in America that store everything. Now, they can't yet sort every bit of it out. It's all just being stored. And we talked about that as well. But they believe within six or seven years, seven years or so, they're going to be able to, have, through probably quantum computing, they'll be able to take all that information and, and basically build an entire profile on you based on everything you've ever done in your life since you were ever on a phone or a computer or anything that could be recorded. And the computer is going to put all that together. And and that's why they say they're going to know more about you than you do, not just because of everything's recorded and they can build that profile, but even your eye movements. Right now, your computer and your phone watches your eye movements, what you look at when something comes up on the screen, where your eyes go. And because of that, they say that even your subconscious will cause your eyes to go toward things you want to see when, when maybe you're not even thinking about it. So that means every place your eye flicks to, goes back through, whatever, it, they record that. And it tells them how you think, what you think about. What you like, what you're drawn to, what you look at. I mean, again, if you're freaking out right now, that's okay. But you need to know this. God already knows that. So don't freak out too much. God already knows everything you're ever doing. So first of all, I would say for believers, this should be a good wake-up call. We're not going to be perfect, and God knows every sin and every thought and all that we do. But it certainly should put us on our on our toes spiritually to be saying, God, help me not to be looking at those things help me not to be thinking those things help me not to be doing those things so it it really knowing this information should kind of build in a holiness greg that really should already be there because we know in our brains technically that god knows it but how many of us really think about it when you see the technology today and they and you're being told everything's being recorded well you can't help but think about it you're like oh my goodness i just well i went to that website yesterday and i said that to that person yesterday i wrote that text and i and it's all recorded every bit of it so Know that God knows it anyway, so again, use it as a motivation to holiness, but realize, and again, I, I try to encourage, especially those of you out there, especially the younger audience, you see even today, things that, they, that we do when we're young that are foolish, that's out on the internet, and now it's being used against you. I've tried to warn you know kids when I was working with them early on in ministry, don't ever put that stuff out there. Don't, don't be doing things online that you don't want the whole world to see, and don't be saying things you don't want people to find out. 
Um, I think even you know with with the text that you answer, the emails you answer, you need to think about how you answer. I think we need to learn to wordsmith on our emails, our texts. Maybe something we laugh at that we think's funny, but we think's private between two people. Well, no, it's all being collected. It's not private at all. The government knows it. They're logging it. I mean, I'm I'm just saying these things can be used as weapons against you later. Now. Again, I don't say that to freak you out. I'm going to get back to my points here on some of these technical things I want to share. But I was, I'm just, I'm going to say that I hit me today. You know, this could be a very healthy, holy moment. Very healthy. Say, all right, you know, I want to straighten up my act. And maybe there's things I've done at this point. But from this point on, Lord, help me to straighten my act up. It's, it's a good thing. Lord, sanctify me. Yes, but it's interesting, Greg. They actually have, they actually put together a scientific equation. You know, we have like these equations in mathematics that you use to figure things out. E equals MC square, things like that, whatever, stuff I was never good at. But because they're getting so much information on us, um, biologically, by all the, you know, for example, your, 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 your watch on your arm, if it's a, if it's a, an iWatch, they don't call it iWatch, do they? Apple Watch. Why do they, that's funny. Yeah, why Apple they, Watch. Why do they call everything, the Apple yeah, Watch. But why do they call everything I except that? That's like naming all your kids with a J, and you come to one of them after nine of them, and you name him with a T or something. Anyway, so, but yeah, it, it doesn't match. You know, she shall be I watch. I, anyway. Yeah. The point is, th- they're monitoring your heart rates. They're monitoring your, uh, the, your, heat, your body temperature when you're, when you're mad, when you're calm, when you're emotional, when you're, when, whatever, all your moods. They're monitoring, and, and it's being logged in these computers. Even if you have Bluetooth devices. They're logging your body temperatures. They're logging your emotions. They're logging, again, with the computer cameras, where your eyes go. There's such a database being built on you, on all of us, on me, on all of us right now, depending on how much you're connected to technology, that it's really, uh, they actually have a formula where they, they're saying that when they have all this info and they can begin to sort it out and put it together, which they're working on now, they have a, uh, an equation they run it through um, called an AHH. And it's put together by biological, that is your heart rate, your body temperature, your emotions, all that, uh, times your computer information that they log on you, times the data that comes into that computer information. So you have biological computer and data to an AAH, and the AAH stands for Ability to Hack Humans. That's what it stands for. Hmm. So they're saying that with all this information, they'll be able to hack humans. And what they mean by that is, I think probably at some point, literally, they'll be able to hack into you, almost like you know, computer type stuff when the, when the mark comes along. But in this instance, it's more like they know so much about you. They know your system, and they can hack your system, your A-A-H-H, your ability to hack humans. And so that'll all be hackable, and they'll know you. Now, this is where it gets freaky. Remember, uh, we, we covered this, Greg, uh, probably six months to a year ago, where uh, 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 you've all know Harari. From the World Economic Forum, kind of the one they call their prophet for this World Economic Forum and the One World Government and all that. He was saying that they'll know exactly. He said dictators and anybody with the new technology will know even what you're thinking. And and it was weird. I remember when he said it. It was so diabolical sounding. It was like he was rejoicing in the fact that they would know everything about you and you couldn't hide it. But he was acting like he was just sharing how this could be used and got to be careful. But it was almost like he was taking glee and going, guess what? You can't hide it anymore. For example, you know, you you have a world dictator, for example, which we know is coming down the down the pike, and he demands that everyone give him their devotion and 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 whatever. And you might be outwardly smiling and oh yes, I'm with you, but by your heart rate, by your uh, the heat, the body temperature of your body, they've monitored it, put it together for many many years. They know actually you're upset, you don't like him, and so he can he can by that data single out the people in the audience who don't like him, and have them put to death. That's what a dictator could do. 
So you can't hide it. You can see those pictures, remember, of Kim Jong-un or whatever, and everybody's clapping and, the and, smile. and They're smiling. They're so afraid. Yeah. They're clapping real loud. He'll know who's lying and who's faking. Take him out and kill him. It's either real or it's not, and you won't be able to hide it. That's what the, the ability to hack what's going on because of all this information. Again, so they're, they're getting this, again, like we said, from all these different things, the personal data, et cetera, et cetera. Now, Greg, this is even freakier. And by the way, I didn't find this out until today. So, guys, I want you to be aware of it. Even thumb drives. They're now finding spyware in Chinese-made thumb drives. This means if you use a thumb drive on your computer, they now have access to your computer. It has a built-in system that goes in and gives a hack system. So when you take it out, they now have implanted in your computer by that thumb drive a connection to their computers in China. And they can go in and hack your computer, find out whatever information they want, get into bank accounts, do whatever. So I encourage you, even on thumb drives now, you need to look for non-Chinese-made thumb drives. I'm sure that once people catch on to that, we'll have more of it. And maybe it's done by more people, but now they've actually found thumb drives uh, from China that can take your information from your computer. Um, now, again, this is another reason, Greg, you know, we don't, why does China want Taiwan so badly? Well, guess who the number one highest technology chip where, where that's made? Now, now, there are chips that they have, right? But the highest technology chips in the world are made in Taiwan. America has access to those. Guess who doesn't? China. China does not have access, and that's how we run our, our military systems, everything. That's how we stay ahead of the rest of the world. We develop technology that others can't get to, right? Well, if China takes Taiwan, the reason they would want to take it is to get those chips. They're the number one top chip maker in the world for that technology. Now, again, um, if they're wise, and, and, and probably they would do this, they would, you know, before they could get that, they would destroy it in some form and fashion. If they're being taken over, hopefully they would. But either way, that tells you why they want this Taiwan. That's one of the main reasons. Um, it's not just for their pride and their national pride. Sure, they want to have the pride back. We own this property or whatever, which they're trying to take over everything. But at the same time, you know, that, that's why they want it, which, again, right now, China's trying to position themselves to take the world over. They're not going to be able to do it because the Bible says it's going to be a revived Roman Empire, not a revived Eastern Empire. So, But even now, you know, you saw this, maybe you saw in the news, Greg, this recent trip by the squad uh, going to Cuba and some of these dictator uh, nations and they're and they're linked to russia they're trying to they're they're trying to open up doors where they can kind of uh, get a, a good relationship back with america so that russia can come in i mean china can come in and put their monitoring systems their equipment i mean they're they're trying to take over america too they're trying they're trying to surround the world and so um just evil stuff they were talking about it on, on on the news just before i came in and some even saying that what the squad's doing is actually treason uh, which i would agree with but either way the, the, just, this technology is amazing. One last thing I want to say about it, then we'll get into some articles, but I wanted to take some minutes to kind of catch you guys up on some of the cool stuff that, that's out there. Um, Apple, as you know, the technology companies, you wonder why is it that Bill Gates and, and Apple and all these guys it just blew up so quickly and financially and all that and it became rich so fast. It wasn't because they were so smart or because they were so wise, although we, we do all appreciate the computer systems and all that. That wasn't the reason. The world and the leaders of the world recognized if the world's going to be controlled, it's going to be done by these computer systems and data. So they poured in massive amounts of money into Bill Gates and into Apple and all these. They gave them massive amounts of money to to develop these things and made them billionaires overnight. 
But they did it with deals connected to them so they would be able to control the world and control what's going on in the world. Same thing's happening now with AI and those kind of systems. You see that the, the governments are coming in and trying to you know, fund those things and get ahead of everybody else. So there's a reason. It wasn't just because they're so smart, they, you know, they're, everything exploded. No, it's because of an agenda to be able to control the world. And that, that's the avenue that it's going to happen. But that brings up the last thing I want to mention. That is something that will be coming on the market very soon. Now, we've all seen these. And, Greg, what do you call the new Apple goggles that do all the things, the newest thing that came out? Well, you, you, the Vision Pro. Apple you, Vision, Vision Pro. Uh, yeah, I don't even know what they're called. But anyway, yeah. Apple Vision Pro. Guys, that's going to be nothing compared to what's what's on the horizon. Very soon they'll be releasing what they call Apple Glass. I don't know when that's going to be, if it's like about to happen or a couple of years away. But it's already almost done and to be released. They're working on the, – the patents have already been in place, but now they're kind of getting revealed because uh, as it gets closer, they have to reveal what they're doing. But it's called Apple Glass, and they're not these big gigantic things you put on your head that are kind of clunky. They're like regular glasses, like 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 that. If you're watching the show today, what I'm wearing, you know, they look. They're just glasses. You put on glasses, right? But these things are going to do what that what that Vision Pro things do, and even more. Uh, they're really amazing. Um, they have built into them on the side a thing that reads your temple, which I guess would be so they can know your your brainwave thoughts, that kind of stuff, what kind of signals you're sending out there. It'll also watch your eye movements for everything you look at and be logging that. They say they'll be able to even tell people that, for example, are are, are a pretend, uh, propensity to be a pedophile or this and that by the things they look at and wherever your eyes go, and they log all that. Um, and then also, this is and look as 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 creepy as this is and as weird as this is. There is one really cool thing about it. It'll be also by Bluetooth to check your heart rate and your, your, your body temperatures when you're mad, when you're happy, when you're sad. So there's nothing you can hide. It'll be like, here's how he responds when he's in that place. So again, you can't get out of it. Um, but this is the, if, if there's one thing about it that I think is super cool, I don't know that I would do it because of all the other things that it does and all the information it gives and what, the way you could be manipulated. But this technology, the glasses, they read your eyes. And they read your ocular, everything with your, the ocular that you're using and, and can actually suddenly give you the prescription that you need for your eyes. So you put them on and it makes it into the prescription you need. And, and everywhere you look, it adjusts it to where you see perfect from every angle. Look at the glasses and get this. As your eyes change, it changes with you because it's, it's, it's adjusting to your eyes. And you, you'll never buy another pair of glasses, and you'll always have good vision. It'll always just adjust to whatever situation. I mean, that right there is so mind-blowing that if they really pull that off, if these reports are true and they can pull that off, I mean, my goodness. I, you know, I have, even now, I have for the last probably five years just a slight measure of, of, of double vision. And no doctor's been able to find out why. I've been checked on a lot of things, and everything seems to be fine. But I've got a slight double vision, you know, um, and so... Theoretically, I don't know if it would do that or not. It should be able to read my eyes, and and when I have the glasses on, at least I wouldn't have that. And you know, I mean, suddenly I'd be able to see normally again after five years. I didn't be able to see normally for five years. So the the point is, the technology here, the potential for this technology is just out the roof. However, as excited as I get about that last aspect of it, all of this is going to be used, I believe, by the Antichrist and be connected to this whatever your the mark's going to be that's on your hand or your forehead. And when they see you, no matter where you are, it's it's on you, it's with you. They're going to know everything about where you are at the moment, everything you're thinking, who you are, who you like, who you don't like, who you're voting for, who you're not voting for, who you stand with, who you don't stand with. If you show up at a gathering and they're at a gathering that they deem this is a bad group of people by the government, they say it's a bad group, and you show up there, then you're grouped in with them. I mean, there is no escape. It's the kind of state thing that typically only God would have known. But now the technology is being made to where, again, this is something the Antichrist will be able to know and to be able to control the world 
Absolutely. And so you can see exactly how all this is going to happen. Now, let me finish with this before we get into articles. Don't freak out on me. Look, all this means is, guys, let's get, listen, get happy, rejoice. We are that much closer to the return of the Lord. Jesus said that all these things would be happening at the very end. It is an amazing and exciting time to be alive. And you know what? If we're going to stand for Christ, they're going to know everything about us anyway. All they need to know is this. I stand for Jesus. And that's going to be a crime in and of itself in the last days. So if that becomes a crime before the, um, the rapture of the church, then, you know, count me guilty. But I believe before all this stuff really magnifies and before before the mark is given, I believe the trumpet blast is going to sound and we're going to be out of here. But this is what's coming. And it's just awesome to see it and to know that the Lord's in control of all of it. Very good. All right. Let's go back to the Old Testament. We go to Ezekiel chapters 38 and 39, where we go to Newsmax to find Western Europe saying they are no longer dependent on Russian oil. It's happening. Now, we've talked about this yes, we for have. a long time. We have. That once, as a matter of fact, once we found out that Israel had Leviathan. Right. Had this huge natural gas resource. Yes. Had the, re, had the oil resources in the Golan Heights. One of the largest in the world, they're saying now, yes. That we immediately saw that as as the temptation of what Ezekiel talks about in 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 stealing the booty or the treasure. Yep. And so now if everyone's getting their energy from Israel and not from Russia and that's Russia's what number one export? It is. At over, least to the, Europe over, anyway. Well, over 60% of their economy there you go. Comes from their oil and gas industry. So and so and there's a little uh, trick here. It talks about U.S. and Canada getting it from them, but it works right back to Israel. I'll tell you okay. how. It says analysts of the, at the European Energy Consultancy, uh, uh, Rystad Energy, found the U.K. Uh, and much of Europe reversed years a years long rise in reliance on Russian oil and gas before the Ukraine conflict, shifting to other suppliers like the United States and Canada. Uh, the Telegraph said, and I quote, just before the war, just uh, the idea of we're going to stop buying oil and gas directly from Russia would have been crazy. Uh, Jorge Leon, uh, the senior vice president for the oil markets, told the outlet, but it's largely happened. Uh, the U.K. relied on Russia for about 30% of its diesel, 27% of its coal, and 10% of its gas, which arrived partly on ships as liquid natural gas and partly via trans-European pipelines, the outlet noted. That's now fallen to practically zero. Now, okay, you say, what does that have to do with Israel and their and Leviathan and what's going on in the Golan? Well, because they're coming to the United States and Canada. Notice what's happening with the U.S. and Canada. Now, if again, here's the first of all, let me say this. The U.S. and Canada are trying to do away with fossil fuels. So they're not going to have any fossil fuels that Europe can call on before too long to supply for them because that's their goal. And you say, well, what if President Trump wins and he starts, you know, drill, baby, drill, as they say, and all the oil flows again? There could be a four-year reprieve of more oil and gas and owning things back up. We'll see. But at some point, that's going to be shut down as well because that's where the world's going. And yet Israel is not shutting that down. The, the U.S. is talking about it. Uh, UK, I mean, I mean, Canada's talking about it. Everybody else is talking about it. But Israel's saying, no, we've got this great supply. We're going to use it to supply the world. So that's where, Greg, I think, is you see the United States and Canada not being a reliable source. It's going to shift toward who the reliable sources are. And one of the most reliable sources in the world is going to be Israel. And when Israel starts supplying Europe with natural gas and oil and Russia's not getting their cut, it's time for Russia to make that move with Iran and come in and try to shut these guys down and get the reward. This very well still could be the reason they go in. We'll see. Okay. 
We'll come back to America for a few moments. Our first article comes from Fox News, dated February 25th. Uh, a 2023 report warns uh, that um, attacks against churches doubled last year and uh, says it's a growing disdain for Christianity. Yeah, you know, Greg, we Now, this t- is prophetic, is it not? Yes, and okay. we've been talking about it, the growing you know, hatred for the Jews, right? Anti-Semitism? Yes, yes. But remember who's number two on that list. Well, we are Christians. So I've been waiting to see this this happen, and apparently it is happening. I just didn't know about it. But this is a huge increase in attacks and persecution on Christians. I'll tell you why. Listen to what it says. It says anti-Christian hatred is accelerated in the U.S., which is one of the number one supposedly Christian nations in the world, according to a Christian nonprofit that has tracked violence against the U.S. since 2018. So they've only been doing this since 2018, but here's what's significant. Watch this. The Washington, D.C.-based Family Research Council released its annual Hostility Against Churches report this week, finding there were 436 hostile incidents against churches in 2023 alone. Alone. Now, get this. Here's the number that makes this stick. Because you would not mean anything to me because how many attacks are there usually? Okay, look at this. This is more, it says, more than double the number tracked in 2023. 22, and more than eight times as many since 2018. Now, get this. So you have eight times as much growth since 2018. That's massive. But here's the thing. Just last year, 2022 uh, to 2023, it doubled. Guys, that's that's off the charts. That's like saying, you know, you had one church shooting, and, and, and you know, let's say you had 10 church shootings in one year. That would jump to 20. If you had 50, that would jump to 100. Now, it's not all church shootings they're talking about. It's different incidents. But the point is, sure. if you have 200 incidents, which is a lot, uh, in 2022, 200 and some, and it jumps to 400 and some the next year, why did it double in hatred acts toward churches? Guys, this is only going to increase. Again, I don't want to freak our listeners out. This is one of those days I'm saying these things. Everybody's at home going, thanks for listening to Signs of the Times. I'm scared to death. No. What it's saying is the Bible said the last days you're going to see a greater and greater hatred against the Jews and the Christians. Don't look at this as bad news, although it's bad for the church. It's bad for this kind of thing. But it's good news in the other sense that it shows us the Lord is that much closer to his return. So, yes, we take it seriously. We need to be ready. Churches need to be prepared. Christians need to be prepared. But we also need to rejoice in the fact that Jesus said, look up for your redemption draws nigh when you see these things happening. I think it's time to look up. So this should be encouraging in the return of the Lord. Uh, we don't know how long we're going to have to put up with this stuff, but Jesus is coming soon. And that's that's where we find our hope. All right. Our next article comes from Newsmax.com, dated February 27th where it says Netanyahu is pushing back on Biden's claim of waning support. Yeah, and we're seeing a real turn by the Biden administration more and more against Israel. And let me just remind you, Genesis 12, 3, those who bless Israel, I will bless. Those who curse Israel, I will curse. And maybe you've noticed that President Biden's ratings have been dropping drastically, as well as his health. Again, I know a lot of that is because he's older. I'm not ignoring the obvious, but I'm saying any world leader that we've ever watched throughout world history that begins to turn on Israel, they begin to come down in some form and fashion. And now we're seeing that happen to President Biden, even among his own constituents. They're saying, look, this guy's done, et cetera. You know, um, and so, again, I believe this. You're seeing the, the Genesis 12, 3 uh, happen before your very eyes. But we're seeing the sadly our nation 
Um, the representatives of our nation turning more against Israel, which brings consequence on us. Yay for Netanyahu. He said on Monday, uh, Biden told NBC News late night with Seth Meyers that Israel has had the overwhelming support of the vast majority of the nations. But if it continues its current course with this incredibly conservative government they have, that's, an, that's a stab at Netanyahu. Uh, they're going to lose support from around the world, saying basically we're going to quit supporting you is what he's saying. He's making it known publicly. And he says, and that's not in Israel's interest. In other words, you better not get us on your bad side. However, there's a path forward, Biden said. Here comes the hero, which he couched as a ceasefire coupled with a hostage deal during the month of Ramadan. Now, remember, we covered last week, they're trying to push a ceasefire so they can uh, declare a Palestinian state. Well, Israel's not taking the bait right now. And I'm sure that's making President Biden and others that are, that are trying to do this uh, much more upset. But it goes on and says that gives us time to, be, to move, um, to begin to move in directions that a lot of Arab countries are prepared to move in. He said uh, Saudi Arabia is ready to recognize Israel. So he starts holding all these carrots out there. We're going to do all these great things. Uh, if, if Israel, if, if Mino, rebellious Israel, will just go along, we'll really be the hero and help them. In a statement on Tuesday, Netanyahu pushed back claiming that he had led a successful effort to block pressure designed to end the war prematurely and to secure strong support for Israel. And he has, good for him, keep it going. They've got to finish the job. The Israeli leader cited a recent Harvard-Harris poll that found that more than 80%, here's the truth, and this is encouraging. The problem is our leaders, but this is encouraging as a nation. More than 80% of U.S. respondents support Israel over Hamas in the current war. So, Although our leadership is against Israel, the nation still at this point is overwhelmingly standing with Israel. And that's very encouraging. God sees that. But again, whenever nation's leaders turn against Israel, it affects the entire nation. That's my concern. All right. Our last article in the America category comes from MSN.com, dated February 29th, the Leap Day. And it says the United States is opening an investigation into is an Israeli company making Iron Dome parts. Yeah, this just makes me angry. This is more of the opposition. I would call it, um, you know, what, what, what is it, all the terminology they use today? Passive, aggressive. Um, this is not so passive, but it's definitely aggressive. But it's almost like a way that our government can go against Israel and fight against them in, the, in their war while not really directly saying it. Why? Listen to what it says. In an unprecedented legal proceeding, the American government, that is the Biden administration, opened an investigation into Finkelstein medals and is examining the government's conduct, they reported Wednesday morning. According to the American authorities, grants received by the company due to activities in a developmental zone constitute a prohibited government subsidy, and they allowed the company to sell its products in the U.S. at inflated prices. The decision to open the investigation and sanctions against Finkelstein has puzzled Israeli officials. Sanctions and customs duties have already been imposed on the company. So look, it's already taken place, which significantly, significantly impair its ability to operate regularly and may endanger the supplies required for the defense industry for the Iron Dome defense system. What they're saying is we're going to try to help take away your ability to defend yourself. And that's just wicked. Look, it's one thing for the government to say we're going to stop helping you have weapons to go offensively. To go on offense. But now they're not saying that. They're saying, we want to take away your ability to defend yourself. Right? So you can't stop the bad guy from hurting you. This is just evil. The article ends or goes on. Last thing I'll read. As a result, the Foreign Affairs Ministry of the Association of Manufacturers 
uh, then entered the picture because of this. So this is fighting against the Iron Dome, which is that thing when you see all the, the rockets coming in and you see all the things blowing up in the air and it shoots around in a circle. That, it goes up there and it heat seeks all those things and blows them up. And so now they're saying we're going to try to interfere with you being able to get those and produce those or whatever. It's just wicked, Greg. They're fighting against God and it's not going to work. Yeah. And then, you know, woe to us. Yes. It's, yeah, for doing it's not so. going to work. It's yeah. not going to work. That's Pastor Mark Kirk, who is helping us understand the signs of the times. That's our weekly review of Bible prophecy in the world's news on WIAM LP Knoxville. We are a weekly radio broadcast that will magically become podcast number 300, available to subscribe and listen through wherever you get your podcasts. And now, you've got me. We have three questions this week, Pastor Mark. The first one, uh, the first of two, come from Devin. And the first question from Devin is this. I recently had a conversation with a person that said the rapture can't happen until the Ark of the Covenant is found. I have not had time to discuss more with the person about why they believe that, but didn't know if you could shed some light on that topic. Yeah, well, let me first of all say that's patently false. Um, the Bible says there's nothing right now that's interfering with the rapture happening nope. at any moment. Matter of fact, Jesus said multiple times, be watching. Watch. He said it could happen at any moment. And he even said it'll come as a thief in the night. It's going to happen. He said when you're not expecting it. So he said, blessed are those who are watching for the return of the Lord, there's going to be a special reward there. So, no, there's the scripture teaches the exact opposite, Devin. Uh, whoever said that, I have no idea where they're getting it. It may. I, I'll give us a stab at a guess of, of why they're wrong on this and where they're possibly thinking. It may have to do with the fact that uh, getting the third temple and maybe even a, a tabernacle up there first and then having the, the, the ark in place so they can do sacrifices. And they're somehow saying that, that that has to be in place before the rapture. I don't know where they're coming from, but that's just not in the Bible. But I will say this. I don't think the ark even – look, it does, it does the ark exist? Let me say this. It's possible, but probably doesn't even really exist right now. And, and I'll tell you why it's possible, but then I'll tell you why it probably doesn't exist. It's possible because the main rabbi there at the Temple Mount, uh, the Western Wall, he declares that they have it, that it's buried underneath the Temple Mount, and at the right time they'll bring it out. Now, why he would make that declaration if they don't, I'm not calling him a liar. Look, maybe they do. Maybe they do. But the reason I doubt that they have it is because, you see, the relief when Rome conquered uh, in 70 A.D., uh, Titus Vespasian came in when they conquered, um, Titus conquered the you know the Temple the Israel, and, and they destroyed the Temple. They show on this relief bringing back, you know, slaves or, or captives, if you will, from Israel and, and all the rewards from the temple. They've got like the trumpets and all this on this relief there in Rome. And, and, and on that relief, it also shows they're carrying the Ark of the Covenant. So, um, it would appear that they, if, if their relief is accurate, it would appear the Ark went to Rome. And if it went to Rome, the chances of it getting back are slim. Could it be hidden somewhere in the Vatican? Possibly. Could it also have been dismantled for the gold? Possibly. Is it necessary for the third temple or the sacrifices? Absolutely not. You didn't have to have that for the sacrifices on the temple. As a matter of fact, they, they didn't have the Ark of the Covenant since the days of, uh, of Jeremiah. They were gone for, you know, the days of Jeremiah. Right, right. Um, you know, they, did they, again, I think they got the Ark back later when it came back, you know, whatever. But the point is, there's been times they've done it without the Ark in Jesus' day. Yeah. Um, you know, so where they even found the Ark when Rome came in, I don't know, because they didn't have it in the third temple then. So, again, there's so many questions, Greg, we don't know, but but either way, just to answer the question in general, no, they do not need to find the ark in order to for the rapture to take place, because the Lord said that could happen at any moment. There's no restrictions whatsoever. Okay. Uh, her second question is also with Easter coming up, 
I've heard different takes on how Jesus was crucified on a Friday and rose Sunday morning and how the way they counted days back, then Friday would count as day one. So he would have rose on the third day, but in a recent Bible study in Matthew twelve forty, it says three days and three nights. Right? How does the three days and three nights fit in there? So, well, here's what I've heard. Great question. It is a great question, and Devin, I've heard a lot of different scholars because they try to see. Let me say this: There's nothing that said he was crucified on Friday. That's church tradition. Okay, that came into the Catholic Church. They made Good Friday, and that's church tradition. So we don't have a date. Um, you know, written down. I mean, you, we actually kind of do in one way now, which would imply that it wasn't that Friday. But again, that's where that comes from. So let me just say, they, what they try to do is because that's tr- church tradition and it's right there on Friday. And the reason they get that church tradition is the Bible says it was the day before the Sabbath, which Sabbath is Saturday. So the logical conclusion would be it was Friday. But you have to understand that's not always true when it comes to feast days in Israel. Whenever you have a feast day in Israel, the the very first feast day regardless of what day of the week it falls on. And it would always fall on different days of the week because they go by 30-day calendar. So it would always, you, know, you, you didn't have their, their feast days didn't begin on the same day every year. It would begin on the same date, but not the same day. It might be Monday one year, Tuesday one year, Wednesday one year, whatever. For, and so, for example, those would be Sabbaths. So a Monday could be a Sabbath, a Tuesday could be a Sabbath, a Wednesday could be a Sabbath. Well, it's interesting. When it talks about the day that Jesus was crucified, John tells us it was a high holy day which means it was a the beginning of a feast, which means that it was what they call a double Sabbath, okay, where you have a Sabbath because of the, of the, 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 the celebration of, of the day it fell on, and you have the Sabbath on Saturday, okay, a double, a double Sabbath. So they try to take the Friday and manipulate it and say, well, it's really you can make it three days by the way they do night, morning, night, morning, night, morning, whatever. But then here's where the problem comes in, and it doesn't line up with Scripture. And that is in Matthew, Jesus told us, I will be in the heart of the earth. I think it was Matthew. Uh, he said, I'll be in the heart of the earth three days and three nights. And even if you don't go 12-hour periods on day and night, there has to at least be a night three times and a day three times. You cannot get, starting on Friday, no matter how hard you try, at sundown when he was crucified, you can't get three light periods and three dark periods. You can't do it. It doesn't fit. You can't make it work. Rack your brain. Think about it. You'll find it. You cannot do it. Okay? Which means it wasn't three days and three nights if it happened on Friday. It couldn't have been. So, I personally believe it happened on Thursday. Um, I'm, this is something I wouldn't divide over. I, I don't, this is not, this should be a non-divisive issue in the church. It is not a salvation issue. It is, it is a non-essential. Okay? I think it's essential to believe Jesus literally. That it was three light cycles and three dark cycles, but it's not essential for salvation. All right. And so to me, the first one, though, is just as important. So again, I don't believe he was crucified on Friday. I believe he was crucified on Thursday. I think it was, a, a, I think Friday was a Sabbath because that was the beginning of the Passover, the unleavened Passover. And then Saturday was the actual Sabbath. So you had what a high holy day. The day he was crucified, a Sabbath, the beginning of the Passover week. And then you had also, because he was crucified on Passover. And then you have also that Saturday, which is a Sabbath. So you had two Sabbaths back to back. And so, and if you do it on a Thursday, Devin, it comes out beautifully. You'll have three light cycles and you have three dark cycles if you do it on Thursday. If you don't do it on any other day but Thursday, it does not work. So, um, again, that's not something I would fight over. Don't write me letters. Don't tell me how horrible I am because I don't, don't at me. Yeah. And if you want to celebrate Good Friday, praise the Lord. Look, here's the point. 
I'm celebrating Good Friday. All you're celebrating is you're, you're remembering that the Lord died for us on the cross. Praise the Lord. Celebrate it whenever yeah. you want. I celebrate it on Monday. Whenever you want to celebrate it, it's a great thing to celebrate. But I don't think that Friday is accurate on the day of his crucifixion. All right, Pastor Mark, our last question comes from Jace, who enjoys Signs of the Times down in Florida, and this is a deep one. Yes. This is regarding Zeus and the Antichrist. Yes. He says, I believe the Antichrist will be Satan's offspring, a Nephilim, as it was in the days of Noah. I also have come to the conclusion that Zeus in Greek mythology and Satan, which is a title, not a name, are the same person. Zeus was known to take many guises to seduce people, fathering numerous half-breed children. It seems he's still perhaps doing the same shenanigans today. But the Bible also suggests Satan is incredibly arrogant and wants all the glory for himself. My question is, do you think the Antichrist is a Nephilim? And is it possible that the half-breed is an exact look-alike to Satan himself? Yeah, let's talk for a minute and come back to those questions. Uh, because we have to lay some groundwork. First of all, for those who don't know, Genesis 6 does talk about the fact that angels came in, took on human form, and had relations with earthly women, and their offspring were giants called the Nephilim. Okay, that's Genesis 6. And that's the fallen angels we're talking that's about. The, yes. Yeah, the fallen angels. Yes. Okay, so that, and yes, indeed, it does tell us that happened yeah. in Genesis 6. So I do agree with that, uh, et cetera, there. Um, but here's the thing. The Bible also tells us that those that did that were locked up into a place called Tartarus in the center of the earth. It tells us that in Second Peter, that the angels that left their proper domain, which were those who had relations with women, were locked up, and they're currently locked up in Tartarus now. Um, and here's a question I know that's going on out there in people's minds. Wait a minute, angels can't take on, you know, they, they don't have human form. Well, they can take on human form. Uh, when Jesus came to talk to Abraham, he brought with him two men, it tells us, but then later it reveals those two men were angels. And they're the angels, men slash angels, that went on down to Sodom and Gomorrah and tried to rescue and rescue Lot and his family and brought them out. So angels can, when God allows, angels can take on human form. And it would appear that angels, God allowed them for whatever reason, they're in Genesis 6, to take on human form. They had relations, it says the sons of God, which is a reference to the angels in the Old Testament. You see it there and also in the book of Job, the fallen angels. Um well, sons of God is also the non-fallen angels, but it includes fallen and non-fallen. But angels did have relations, and the Nephilim and says there were giants in those days. And again, that's one of the reasons, because of the tainted uh, DNA pool, G, uh, genetics, and also just the evil on the earth that God had to judge it and start over. So that indeed did take place. But because God locked up all of those that did it, it was so bad that God locked them up early. Remember, the rest of the demons are roaming free. So because God locked those guys up early, that tells me that anybody else that does that, guess what's going to happen to them? They're going to get locked up early. So I do not believe that that's still going on. I do not believe that angels are still having offspring with people because if they were, they would be immediately locked up. Now, could it be that God allowed that and some have done it and now they're locked up again? That's a possibility, but I don't think it's possible to be Satan because Satan is not locked up and Satan will not be locked up until during the thousand year reign uh, when Jesus comes back and rules and reigns. So I, I hear your theory, and it's an interesting theory, Jace, but I think that when I put the whole picture together, it would be impossible for Satan to have physical relations with anyone because God would lock him up just like he did all the other angels because, again, it was obviously so egregious to God that he took immediate action and locked him up. I don't see any reason he it still wouldn't be just as egregious today. Um, now, getting on to the issue of Zeus and the false gods. Absolutely, I agree 
Zeus and the false gods are just front men. They're front mythologies for real demons. The Bible tells us that. Paul talks about the fact that when they were sacrificing to Zeus and all these guys in the temples, he said, you're giving sacrifices to demons. So we do see that the demons hide behind these mythological gods and they reveal themselves because they want to be worshipped. And I do believe Zeus being the primary god of the Greek pantheon, I do believe that it is Satan that shows Zeus as his front man, Zeus as his representative picture. Like Zeus isn't real, but Satan is, and he uses Zeus so that he can be worshipped through Zeus, and the others are worshipped through what they're worshipped through as well. So yes, I do believe you'll see that there are demons behind these mythological gods, and I do believe that Satan has hidden behind Zeus. Matter of fact, we see when uh, Antiochus Epiphanes the Fourth who was a foreshadow of the Antichrist. Uh, he went and defiled the temple, um, and, you know, with all these things, with pig blood and pig and all this whatever, after he did that to the Jews, um, during the days of the Ptolemies, um, you know, it, 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 the, the fight between the north and the south, if you will, uh, he put up a, a statue of Zeus in the temple. And, of course, Satan being behind that, I believe that was so that Satan would be worshipped where God's throne's going to be, and they're on the Temple Mount. And it's interesting, when the Antichrist shows up, he's going to put an image of himself up on the Temple Mount, which it won't need to be Zeus anymore, because I think he's going to literally inhabit the Antichrist, and he's going to reveal himself to the world, so the world can worship him. He'll put an image of himself, and he'll be worshipped. Okay, So I think that's what's going to happen. Now, with that said, let me get back to the questions again. Um, it says, do I believe that um, Zeus has been... Um, so what was the question? Give me the questions, Greg. Mine reads different because you rewrote it there. Mine doesn't read the way you just read that because you. Well, you go ahead and just read what you've got. That's well, fine. My, my, the, at the very end well, of my paragraph, says, there are th- no questions. Do you, th- do you think the Antichrist is a Nephilim? And there is it go. possible that the half breed is an exact lookalike to Satan himself? There you go. That's what I was looking for. It's further yeah. up in the verse here for me. You'd read yeah. it. Okay. Uh, I, I don't, and Jason, here's why. I do believe that the Antichrist will simply be a man. And let me tell you my reasoning. Now, I could be wrong. Well, it's not the Antichrist being a man is true, but his point earlier in in trying to understand his question was that, do you think it would be possible because he's so arrogant that he would not want to share the glory with any other created being that somehow he would be able to manifest himself into a created being that might look like right. the Antichrist, but not be the body of that person that we, the Bible refers to as right. the Antichrist. At the, at the midway point. Yes, then. exactly. Okay, so let me back it up for yeah. our listeners then. Okay, so again, at the very beginning of the seven years, I believe it would just be a man in a man's body. Um, and why do I believe that? Because again, there have been there's been more than one time throughout world history where I think Satan has tried to move forward with the Antichrist and it wasn't time. Satan doesn't know the time. Um, but we see that even the most recent one was Hitler. He tried to take the world over. I believe that was a move by Satan to try to take the world over and eventually possess Hitler. And then this whole thing kicked into gear. God stopped it. And Hitler was just a man in a normal body. Um, and we also see that pertaining to this man, the first three and a half years, and we'll see again, we'll get to the question of does he become Satan as, as kind of rebuilt in his own body. Um, up until the first three and a half you know, years or whatever, we know that he's just a man and he is possessed, but not by Satan. And how do we know that? Revelation chapter 17, verse 7. I want to read some of this. It says, But the angel said to me, to John, getting this vision, Why do you marvel? I'll tell you the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carries her, uh, which has seven heads and ten horns. The beast that you saw, talking about the Antichrist, the beast that you saw was and is not and will ascend out of the bottomless pit and go to perdition. So the only ones in the bottomless pit are those angels that were locked up, as far as the demonic realm. So what he's saying is, you're seeing, um, you're seeing the, uh, an existence of this person 
He dies. This other demon from the pit, God allows to come up and inhabit him. And that'll be, there's going to be some demon who's been previously locked up from Genesis 6 who's going to be released to inhabit the Antichrist. And at some point, he's going to possess the Antichrist in those first three and a half years. He'll be in the Antichrist possessing him while he's doing all these things in the world, this, that he, this one that descends out of the pit into the Antichrist. Then there's going to be a, some type of, it would appear, assassination attempt or accident or something that happens to the Antichrist that's going to mock the resurrection. And how do we know that? Because the Bible tells us prophetically that something's going to happen that's going to make him blind in his right eye and make his right arm wither. Maybe it's a bullet. Maybe it's an accident or whatever. And the world is going to see him supposedly resurrect and then begin to worship him as God. And he's going to declare at that point, I am God. Bow down to me. He'll put an image of himself, the Bible says, up there in the Temple Mount area. And, and so all that's going to happen at that point. And I believe at that point, Satan will inhabit the Antichrist. Now, um, your question was, could it be that Satan just kind of creates a new body and shows up looking like that guy so he can just be his own body that wasn't in some man's body because he's so arrogant and he could be his own thing? Yes, he's that arrogant. Absolutely, Jace. There's no doubt about that. But I don't believe he would do that, and I'll tell you why. I believe when this resurrected Antichrist takes place, it's, he's still going to have a withered right arm and a blind right eye. I don't think that if Satan could give himself a new body, I think he would do it. So, so you're saying, okay, well, maybe he does. Well, yeah, but if he does, he gives himself a blind right eye and a withered right arm because that's what's going to happen after this fake resurrection, which I believe maybe the Antichrist truly dies and he's going to be inhabited by Satan himself. And so the world will believe there's been a resurrection, but there hasn't been. The guy that was in that body originally is already dead and the demon that was in there is gone and now Satan has taken over. The other demon's been kicked out and Satan has taken over is what I believe takes place there. But you can see the problem with that mindset. If he was just going to be, I uh, didn't want to be in somebody else's body and he's so arrogant, he's going to create something new. If, even if God allowed him to do that, as the other angels took on human form, he would still have to make his new body with a, a blind eye and a withered, a withered right arm. I don't think he would do that. I think if he could redo his own body and if God allowed him, it would be a perfect body so that he could be more arrogant in his new perfect body. Hmm. And we know that the Antichrist, after this false resurrection, will not be in a perfect body. It'll have a blind right eye and a withered right arm. So... Uh, what well, part did I forget, Greg? No, you're fine. I was just going to share someone on the secret text line had, uh, had the reached bat, out. The bat phone rang. I didn't hear it. Had reached out to say that Jonathan Kahn wrote a great book on Jace's question about Zeus and demons manifesting themselves. It's called The Return of the Gods, and the book is uh, apparently based on biblical truths. So, yeah, and, um, and, anyway. And I'm sure it falls in line with the demons behind yeah. all those mythological gods. But yeah. again, yeah. I just want to thank Devin and Jace again. These yeah. questions are very, very thoughtful yeah. and, and very deep questions. Thank yeah. you. We love these questions. And look, I'm also not going to claim that I'm exactly right on every answer I give you. I'm taking what my knowledge is based on the scripture I have, giving you the best answer I know how, but I by no means put myself in a position of, the, here's what I say is completely right. But I do believe that's my take on those two yeah. questions. Well, if you've got a question like Devin or Jace, we invite you to send it in by visiting the Signs of the Times section of the waymedia.net or just download the Waymedia app and click on Signs of the Times. All right, let's take a look at some growing anti-Semitism, also known as Jew hate. It is prophetic, although sad indeed. The first article comes from the Jerusalem Post, dated February 26th. 
Israel must be kicked out of international bodies, this according to the Palestinian Authority telling the UNHRC, which I guess is the United Nations International Relations, Human Relations Committee or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. yeah I mean, no surprise okay. there. No yeah. surprise there, Greg. Just a real quick comment. It says Israel should be ousted from the international organizations. The Palestinian Authority said, told uh, the United Nations Human Rights Councils, what that is. As he accused the Jewish state of acts of genocide against people. <coughs> Nonsense. There's no genocide going on. It's ridiculous. It is self-defense, and they're getting rid of the bad guys. This doesn't surprise me at all. Simply ignore these guys. You're going to hear more of this. Uh, YNETnews.com, dated February 26th. French lawmakers demand a ban on the Israeli flag and the anthem at the upcoming Paris Olympics. Greg, this is so evil. This is so evil. Again, I just reminded, they did the same thing, uh, very similar in the uh, in Hitler's Berlin Olympics. Olympics. Uh, for, uh, initially, they said that the Jews that came from America could run, and then when they got there, they were not allowed to run uh, in the races. They did the very That's same right, thing. That's right, I forgot about yep, that. Yep, they yeah. did. So, uh, same thing. It's the same spirit. The spirit of Satan doing the same thing today. It, and here's the thing. That happened just a few years before uh, World War II broke out, and now the same thing is happening, guys. Unless somebody stops this move, unless God steps in and stops this move of the Antichrist, you're going to see more wars breaking out. And the Bible says in the last days there will be wars and rumors of wars. But several left-wing parties in France have been calling for International Olympic Committee in recent days to impose sanctions against Israel athletes, and again, as you said, not even allowing them uh, to have their flag or, or the national anthem in these. This is nonsense, and it's the same evil spirit as Hitler and Berlin. I say these guys should be shunned and shamed, and, and, and we move on. All right, our last article in this category comes from Breitbart.com, dated February 26th. Anti-Israel activists are pressuring China to increase pressure in the Middle East. Again, China's getting involved everywhere. It's like we talked about, they're trying to get around us out in Cuba and around our borders and the rest of the world. Now we see them really jumping in the Middle East. Uh, Again, the South China Morning Post on Monday reported Palestine leaders uh, and advocates for their cause are increasingly turning to China as their last hope to end the Israeli military campaign in Hamas. The Palestinians want China to pay more than just lip service for a two-state solution and speak out more forcefully against Israel's planned incursion into the southern border of Gaza. Uh, China has constantly repeated its mantra that only the creation of a Palestinian state can bring stability throughout the current crisis. Here's what's interesting. Just yesterday or day before, the, the Hamas rejected and the Palestinians rejected a two-state solution and said they don't want it. Every time it's been offered, they've rejected it. And yes. So if they don't want it. They want to kill the Jews. It is nonsense. And uh, let you let let Israel get rid of the bad guys and live in peace. All right, we'll get to some pestilence, plagues, disasters, and corruption. This first article comes from CNN, dated February twenty sixth or twenty fifth, rather. Mexico City may be just months away from running out of water. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Uh, Do um, tell. Yes. Salandro Gomez has been without proper running water for more than three months. It says uh, years of abnormally low, abnormally low rainfall. There's why. And longer dry periods. Also why. And high temperatures have added stress to a water system already straining to cope with increased demand. Authorities have been forced to introduce significant restrictions on the water pumped from the reservoirs. And I quote, several neighborhoods have suffered from a lack of water for weeks, and there are still four months left for rains to start, said Christian um, uh, Dominguez, an atmospheric scientist at the National Autonomous University of Mexico. So here's what's going on, guys. Romans 8.22, the earth groaning in the last days. The Bible says there'll be famine and pestilence. All this comes with lack of water, lack of everything. I think we're just seeing some of the headwinds of this kind of stuff that's coming down the road. Shouldn't be surprised. Mm. 
All right, our next article comes from Fox News, dated February 29th. Newsom's California is a mess of crime and a huge warning to the nation. You know, and it should be a huge warning to the nation if he thinks about running for president, because what he's done in California, he'll do to the nation. Uh, the situation is so dire, it says that Newsom himself recently announced a law enforcement surge operation in Oakland to try to restore some semblance of order. Yet rampant crime in the city is nothing new. It can be traced back to 2014 when Newsom and other California political leaders supported a new law proposed uh, called Proposition 47 uh, called the Safe Neighborhoods and Schools Act. It's amazing. They always name these things the opposite of what they are. I, I was going to say, I was just going to say that anytime the government names something, just know it means the opposite. Take the opposite. This should be called the Non-Safe Neighborhoods and, 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 and Danger in Schools Act. <laughs> Prop 47 took a hatchet to the state criminal code, reclassified a number of offenses from felonies to misdemeanors, including shoplifting and related theft offenses, along with the use of drugs like methamphetamine as a whole list. The result has been over the last decade chaos in California streets. No kidding. With soaring homelessness, rampant theft and an overdose epidemic. Look, it is they're totally out of control. Help us, Lord, that never would you ever allow someone like Gavin mm. Newsom to be our president. I just prayed right now in the air. Yeah. Again, that would be such a disaster. Yeah, it would be. All right. Well, let's get to our last article. Some yes. Good news. And we, we need can good always news. news good news. Yes, yes, yes. Now, we always have good news. It's the good news of Jesus. That's Pastor right. Mark That's always right. shares with us. That's but right. this is also good news. Yeah. This especially is from, right here. This is from ChristianPost.com, dated February 27th, right here in the state of Tennessee. There we go. It says, Tennessee allows officials not to perform same-sex marriage. Praise the Lord. Now, again, we're protected by our bylaws on that one, but I'm glad they've, that our officials have stepped in and protected us as a, as a state where we don't have to do non-biblical marriage. This is a blessing, and it's going to protect individuals from lawsuits. A new Tennessee law will allow public officials to refuse to perform same-sex marriages in their religious uh, if their religious beliefs make them unable to do so in good conscience. Tennessee Republican Governor Bill Lee signed into law House Bill 878 last Wednesday. The Republican-controlled Tennessee Senate approved the bill 27 to 5 earlier this month after the House of Representatives passed the legislation 72 to 44 uh, last year. While the vote fell along party lines, one House Democrat joined all the Republicans in supporting the legislation. The bill's text declares, and I quote, A person shall not be required to solemnize a marriage. If the person has an objection to solemnizing, solemnizing the marriage based on a person's conscience or religious beliefs. Amen. Praise the Lord. I added that part. <laughs> the legislation amends Tennessee Code Annotated Section 363301, which outlines the requirements for solemnizing a marriage in the state. And I just want to say, praise the Lord that we live in Tennessee. Look, if you don't live in Tennessee, you're missing out. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I know there's other states passing these kind of things, but I'm so thankful, Greg. That we live in a state that still honors God to some degree, and we see these laws passed, and there's some semblance of the old America still here and serving God and man and all that. It's wonderful. We have our problems. I'm not. I know yeah. that, but man, I'm so thankful that that God has us here. And my heart goes out to those, especially in California, but anywhere else. Um, it's just such a blessing, you know. The Lord is the answer, and whenever you see His type of governing, you'll always see a blessing, and you'll always see peace. And again, as we come to the close of another broadcast, I think about, we think about the Lord's governing. You know, if you don't know Jesus Christ, he is not governing your life. And there may be some listening today that the Lord right now has been working in your heart. And you didn't think by listening to a prophecy show that you would have an opportunity to receive the Lord. But I do believe that God would have me say to you right now, look, Jesus loves you. The Bible says he died for you on a cross and spilled his blood. And it's that blood. That's the technicality that cleanses your sin before God. It's only blood that takes away sin. And, and yet you've got to pray for God. You've got to ask God to forgive you of your sin. And you've got to repent of your sin. That means you turn from it. 
Believe that Jesus died for you and apply that blood to yourself. And, and note this. Listen, to the South, I'm talking to my Southern brothers and sisters. It's got to be from your heart. You can't just say this from your mind. It's not a prayer you pray. Saying a prayer won't save you. It's not even believing in Jesus or that he died on the cross. The demons believe that, and they're not going to be in heaven. It's the person who, from the heart, says, I need Jesus. I need a Savior. Lord, forgive me of my sins. I receive what you've done, and I give my life to you. Do that today and receive the Lord. I, I hope some of you have done that. God bless you guys, and, and just know that we love you here. Call. We'll love, we'd love to talk to you and minister Jesus Christ to you. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Mark. Remember, normal is not coming back, but Jesus is. And Lord willing, we will come back next Friday at 1.30 for more Signs of the Times right here on WIAM. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back next Friday. Follow